You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 313. I am Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen in Hello. Las Vegas. Yeah, do I sound closer? Yes, yeah, a lot closer. Like 1,500 miles closer. <clears throat> Vegas. What are you doing in Vegas? I'm here for my annual trip to VMworld. Are you learning bunches of stuff? Well, it hasn't started yet, so the only thing I've learned is <laughs> I really don't like Vegas that much, but um, apart from that... I like Vegas in small doses. You know, I've been yeah. there enough times that I kind of started getting a somewhat of a flavor for it, but nah, it's always so... It's all about taking your money. I mean, yeah, every place is like that, but they're pretty out there with it at Vegas. Yeah, it's... To me, it's, it's actually, I can live with that because, as you say, plenty of places are like that now. If you've been to Disney World recently, crikey. Um, but for me, I think, and, it, and it's coloured for the fact that we've had this big boxing match this weekend here. Um, in McConnor and uh, whoever. Mayweather. Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of. A lot of people come in town for that, and um, so for me, it's not so much the town; it's what people do while they're here. Um, I've seen some sites this weekend that have been eye-opening. I think. Yeah. I've seen um, girls wandering around, obviously been up all night with kind of the front of their dresses um, in in a kind of a pretty bad state, and wandering around just holding them with one hand and then the drink in the other hand. It's just like, you know, and then after the fight last night, there were, there were people who were so drunk, they couldn't walk in a straight line. And um, uh, these are Irish people. And um, I thought to myself, you've flown, you know, four and a half, 5,000 miles to come and watch this thing. <laughs> and then you've got yourself so drunk that you can barely stand up. I mean, you could have done that and stayed home and stayed a bunch of money. You know? So they were Irish. Uh, so they're following the American tradition then? Well, I, to be honest with you, I've always felt that when it comes to binge drinking, uh, I think um, certainly... Uh-oh. I think we lost David. The Irish mob shut down his wire connection. Yep. That's twice it's done that, by the way. So we'll uh, hang up and uh, see if I can bring him back in. Ah, so that's the sound of using the Wire app in a web browser to call someone. And David, that's the second time we've lost you. Yeah, it's um, and it's not bandwidth this time because I've got plenty of bandwidth here. It's, you know, we talked about Wire when we first started using it. We were kind of excited because the audio quality, quite frankly, was really good. It was on par with Skype. But we were having so many Skype issues. Uh, especially when it came to group calling, we just, it just wasn't working right for us. We figured the workaround to that. And that's what we used what last week when we talked to, uh, Owen on the show as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, we keep going back to wire and, and look, we want to support the, the platform, the, the people who made it actually reached out to us and listened to the show where we talked about it quite a bit. And we were happy to promote a small team making some innovative, cool stuff. And David, it worked fine then. But ever since then, well, it's been the last few weeks, hasn't it? It's been about a, a, it's been longer than that, to be honest. I think it's been close yeah. to six weeks that we've been having. It was before Mac stock, so it, yeah. it, it, it's an issue now. And I, I'm starting to wonder: should we start looking for another? 
peer-to-peer audio and chat and group calling type of service because, like I said, I I would love to support them, but man, it's got to work and it just hasn't been working and it's not a bandwidth issue. It's not a software compatibility issue. It's web-based. Yeah. And it just, for no reason, one of us will just drop off and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not, not, or it was the Irish mob right there because you were about to say something insensitive. <laughs> um, let's not minimize the technical challenge in what in what's being achieved here, um, particularly for a small team. But as you say, you, if you we we need to be able to rely on it, and at the moment we can't rely on it. I'm wondering whether we need to bite the bullet at some point and actually buy a paid service to do this rather than use something free. I don't mind doing uh, that. I, I I'm down for that. No problem. Um, I mean, we do have sponsorships, so we have a little money we could spend on something like that. But yeah. the flip side of that is which one and whose advice do we go on? <clears throat> so yeah. I would like to open it. <clears throat> excuse me. I'd like to open it up to the listeners. Hey, if anybody out there has got a paid service or a free service, uh, and it is robust, it has to support group calling. Um, it has to have excellent audio quality possibly even video quality. I wouldn't even mind streaming these live on the YouTube channel, which is hardly ever updated. Um, as we record them, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I have to comb my hair occasionally, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd have to get dressed before, uh, we do the podcast, which I suppose I'm prepared to do for the listeners. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I, you know, You'd have to watch it live or, you know, it, but if we did that, obviously it would be stored up on YouTube. So you could, instead of just listening to it in your car, you could actually watch it. But that's a whole oh, different thing God. because the service would have to support pushing live video, multiple streams to YouTube. And I know yeah. there's stuff that does that. People do that all the time. I've just never <laughs> explored I, that, it in the last five years. Yeah. That boxing match last night, I watched it on, um, I think somebody was pushing on Periscope. Um, yeah, and I watched it on there. Yeah, that's funny. I'm surprised <laughs> it wasn't shut down. Well, in fact, one of them did. One of them I was watching did get shut down. But uh, I, I kind of look. You, we were talking before about Vegas wants to take your money. There was plenty of places here where you could watch it, bars and that sort of thing. But they all, they all wanted to charge close to what the pay per view fee was. Um, and I wasn't that interested in it that I wanted to pay nearly a hundred dollars. <laughs> to watch to watch it yeah my um, uh facebook feed was full of it i went to sleep before the fight actually started i, yeah. I didn't care i knew i knew that mayweather was going to win obviously yeah it was it was pretty obvious really but um yeah i was planning to actually listen to the commentary on the bbc because i knew the bbc would be um commentating on it and i figured i'd just listen to people talk about it rather than actually watch it because i'm as i said i wasn't that interested but just before i started something popped up my twitter said go here and you can watch it and so i did and um yeah it stayed up from most of the fight so so yeah go ahead i I just thought it was kind of weird that i was sat in a hotel room watching it uh and the actual thing was happening half a mile away so So (laughs) now were they just filming their tv or were they there at the event uh, no, they were filming. Um, they were filming the Sky Sports feed, so because uh, you could hear them talking in the background. So they had the camera points at their TV. That's funny. Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't know if pay per view works anymore. Is it, it? Are there a lot of people still getting pay per view? 
Well, apparently this uh, particular boxing match made an awful lot of money on pay-per-view, so I guess I guess a lot of people are. Um, and I think Google and Twitter and all the people who own these services were out there squashing them. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of chat on Twitter of people saying, oh, the feeds drop, the feeds drop. So they were obviously playing whack-a-mole, but you're not going to be able to stop all of it. No. You know? No, and, you're not. And there are a whole... I mean, the, there are whole uh, kind of for overseas websites devoted to doing nothing but streaming um, sports events. I know, I know, my brother has told me that he sometimes sees um, soccer matches that he can't. He lives in Paris, that he can't get in Paris because they're only available in the UK, and and he finds websites uh, in Russia and places like that that, that offer them for no charge. Yep. So there's, there's a whole industry around it. And of course, you know, those, those people are making money and they're not making money by charging the consumer. They're making money off clicks and ads and, Correct. and, and mal- malware probably in that. <laughs> a lot of it. That's, stuff, that would always know, be but, my concern, um, especially if you're on a PC. I wouldn't want to be visiting those websites that, oh, good Lord. That's the sort of thing you want to have a Chromebook for, I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's back up and, and revisit something we talked about last week. So towards the end of the show last week, we had this big thing that for some reason we didn't know why and donnie didn't know why the tech fan podcast sticker pack all of a sudden started seeing an increase in downloads per day and donnie did a little investigating and couldn't find any website or anything that was promoting it so all of a sudden it was just getting popular and donnie's hope was that maybe it would crack the top whatever feed uh list i should say so donnie has been updating me with what's going on with it. And so, um, let me see. Yeah, here we go. Um, this was the first update. 54 downloaded yesterday. It has to be featured someplace, but I can't find it. And that was on Saturday, 819. Now, that was the day after we had talked about it. Yeah. And so I responded to Donnie and said, well, we talked about it on the show, and you know, here's the link. And he thought, well, that's probably it. And then a couple of days later, averaging 50 a day, but not in the top 200 list. I'm guessing that it takes a lot more free app downloads to get to the top 200 than it does bought out, uh, bought downloads. Based on what I have seen with my Halloween sticker and, and children's ebook, 50 purchases a day would get you in the top 10 or number one. Wow. Um, and then a couple of days later, still averaging 50 downloads a day, but not enough to put in, t- in top 200. It would probably make a big difference if they were separated stickers from the apps that are not stickers. It would also help if they split up the apps that are strictly iMessage apps versus apps that are downloaded as part of a full iOS apps that people don't even know what they are downloading. But it is counted as a download on the top list, too. Yeah, so there's quite a few apps that have bundled stickers that you don't, you might not even be aware of. I've I've got loads in my iMessages that I thought, where'd those come from? And it's because I bought an app. Uh, he wrote, to add to your conversation about Apple not paying attention to stickers, if you go into the sticker store categories in the iMessage store, they are still featuring Valentine app, uh, Valentine's Day apps or apps that have been there for months. These pages don't seem to be updated with new stickers at all. So that's it kind of goes to what you were talking about last week, David, and that Sometimes it's one guy at Apple, and he's working on multiple things, and he just hasn't got back to 
updating the featured sticker packs in the iMessage store. Yeah, and it's it's kind of annoying that um, Apple this this is kind of, Apple's quite well known for this now. Of they'll they'll promote something in a keynote uh, and they'll talk about it like it's the next big thing, and then after that they never look at it again. Yeah, internally, I mean, uh, I mean it just dies on the vine and it just sits there until somebody at some point in the future decides to pull it. Um, and um, I'm all for throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks, but. Uh, <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, to me, work as, and I'm obviously I'm somebody who works in the IT industry. Mm-hmm. I always tell my clients that the um, development and launch part of any project, yeah, is only the first third of it. The, the, it has the long tail, and you need to resource and provide for the long tail um, if you want something. Uh oh. So we might have lost David again. Fantastic. Thanks, Wire. So I'm going to go in and actually hang up on him and bring him back into the conversation. He's going to be frustrated. Okay, let's see if he actually answers. I, this has got to be an issue with their service. Because you can hear right when it went out, it was everything was kosher, it was good, and then gone. Now it's not bringing a mech in. So I'm going to actually reload the Wire app. And what, now when I say app, this is an app, a web-based app. So we'll see if he's there. Not looking good so far. So yeah, nice job, Wire. Nothing. This is not working. So let's fire up Skype to see if David has Skype running because... Quite often when this kind of thing happens, David will default and go back to Skype, knowing that, well, Tim's probably going to be there. Oh, here he goes. Okay. There we go. Crashed at my end this time. Yeah, was it the whole uh, web browser or something? Yeah, yeah, I'm using the app on the web browser, but uh, yeah, the whole thing just died. Not good. Ah, dear. Well, wire, that's... Three for three today, three failures out of, you know, yeah. and we're literally, at, at, right now we're at the 14 and a half minute mark. Uh, you could cut them some slack and suggest that maybe it's Sunday morning and they are doing some work on it, maybe, but they've not informed any of their users if that's the case. No. I'm wondering if they did some updates, that's why it's getting so crappy now. Yeah, could be. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're paying developers, right. If you're paying developers, you know, and you were just saying this, it's not just the release. It's, it's maintaining the software. It's updating it. It's putting a marketing budget together and pushing it beyond just the launch date where it's going to get a lot of attention because it just launched, or at least you hope it does. Although I think things get a lot less attention nowadays and in days past when it comes to tech stuff. Um, there's just not as many websites that cover small projects like this. It's, you know, everyone's talking about the bigger issues on the big tech sites. They're not talking about, Hey, this company just came out with this new voice over IP app, which should be just as important and probably affects more people uh, on a temporary basis. And it doesn't take much ink on your website to do so, but they just don't get the coverage. There's just nobody at these big websites that do that. Yeah. 
I, I mean, Wire's business model is is to try to push you towards a, a team version, which uh, is uh, is obviously paid subscription version. But you know, they're not going to do that if the if the free version cra- crashes. You know, I mean, go. <laughs> yeah, we were at the fourteen and a half minute mark. That was the third time. Now the listeners only heard two, but we talked for what two minutes before we actually hit record. So in fifteen minutes, it crashed. Well, there's number four. I just lost him again. That sound means it's they just went away. So that's, this is not good. So. I'm going to wait for him to call me back because mine's working just fine. And uh, I think it's working just fine. Maybe that was me losing it. I don't know. But if this continues, we'll jump on Skype. Hopefully, if he's got it installed on his computer that he's using there. Unless he's on his iPad or his phone. He's just using... But now I think he's on a laptop. But he's... It's frustrating. You know, you want to support the small guy. But you can't do that if your product doesn't work. You know, I, I'm sure they're great guys, but guys, you you got to have this thing working reliably, and this is just... It's getting worse every time we try to use it. It's just, it's just not good. So, you know, if anybody there is still listening to the show, I know you guys listen to the one that we kind of talked about it right off the bat, but you, you guys got to do better. You just have to, because we rely on this. And if I can't rely on you to, to have your software run, just running naturally, I can just make a phone call and talk to someone, then it's useless. So I'm reloading wire yet again. And uh, we'll see if it works. But I'm going to pause this while I try to get David back because... Ugh. So, hold on a second. And we're back. Yep. What'd you do? I did a full reboot because yep. the same thing happened. The whole um, the whole thing just crashed on me. So, we'll see if it's something in my end. But um, as I speculate that the, they're doing some maintenance this morning and that's causing problems. I don't think so. No, no. I think they did some kind of a, a an update a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and it's terribly unreliable now. And they're not letting people know. Hey, we're having issues. This last update we did, we'll get it working again. And you know, I, I shouldn't have to go visit a website. It should just pop up when I launch the app. It should pop up with a little message or something. Yeah, status message. Right, but there's nothing. Uh, yeah, not good. No, uh, unfortunate. Very. So, I don't even remember what we were help, talking about there. Help us, oh. listeners. Help us, please. Yeah, we 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 uh, we got to move to something else. But you see, the downside of of going to something else that's paid is then uh, we it, not only does it. I mean, we're happy to pay, but if we want to bring guests on, we can't make them buy a service so that they. Uh, no. So that you know, so it it would it would not be a perfect solution by any stretch of the imagination no but on those we could well i don't know topic for a different day i think yeah so let's talk about the uh sticker pack one more time simon uh from the essential mac or i'm sorry the essential apple podcast wrote i'd seen the stickers but i not downloaded them as to be honest i don't use those stickers affect toys and iMessages. 
And and I'll be honest too, I I don't really do that either. Yeah. Downloaded them after listening to the show and tweeted about out for people to do so as well. It'll be interesting to see how many downloads we generate and what it does for Donnie's rankings. So Simon did it too. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, the the difficulty is is that as as great as the power of Google Foo is, um, if it is just one person somewhere who's said I like these, or for whatever reason, um, and that's what's that's what's causing things, we might never find out. No, but I do think that the increase for the last fifty a day averaging, right after we did the last show, probably had a lot to do with us talking about it. Yeah, that's us talking about it and. Our millions of listeners, cough, cough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do have pretty accurate numbers on how many people are downloading the show. And yeah. We don't talk about it on the show. Right. I know there are some podcasts who do that, and it's kind of a, a point of pride for them. And that's cool. Um, it's not our thing. You know, uh, yeah, it's I, a little I, braggy, and I don't, yeah, I don't do that. I don't, I've got to be honest, I often don't understand it. Not, I mean, look. If you're if you're running a podcast as a business and you're relying on advertising and click-throughs and that sort of thing, then obviously it's an important metric for you. But a lot of people, yeah, as you say, it's just kind of some sort of weird point of pride. I mentioned before that that somebody um, put on Twitter about this um, Periscope link that I watched for this for this boxing match last night. But there were plenty of people on Twitter as well saying, "Oh well, if you if you follow me." Um, I'll DM you a um, a special link, or if you follow me in Snapchat, or you join my Instagram or something. If I get to, uh, you know, at two and a half thousand Instagram followers, then I'll 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 tweet a public link and all this sort of thing. And, and I I'm just thinking I don't I don't understand that. <laughs> what does it matter? I didn't put one of the uh, there it is. I didn't put one of our feedbacks in the show notes. Right. Okay. Uh, and that was from Jerry Johnson. So I'm putting that in there right now after the uh, Simon one, because I know you've got the notes up on your screen as well. Yeah. So you should see it now, and I'll let you read this one since I did the others. Do you see okay. it? Okay. Is it synced? Greetings, Tim and David. First, let's get this out of the way. Where the F is the AKG headphone review you said you were going to do about four or five episodes ago. So we'll stop yeah, right Tim. there. Where is it? it Where is it, rem- Tim? Remember, it wasn't AKG. It was JBL. Right. Same company. <laughs> It's the same company. Uh, That review actually went live on August 16th at MyMac.com, and it's the JBL E55BT Quincy, for Quincy Jones, Quincy Edition review. And uh, you can read it. I'll put a link to this on the show notes. But it's, uh, yeah, it it was posted before you you wrote in. (laughs) Uh, I, I, the spoiler. Uh, maybe he was expecting it to be on the show. <laughs> no, this did, was going to be one. Kinda, I did talk we, about it. We did talk about it on the show, but I think we, we, we perhaps we inadvertently implied that the full review would be a, a longer discussion on the show. Well, and we still can. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I thought would be good for the show, we'll talk about in a minute, but let's first go ahead and, uh, and yeah, keep let's going. Let's finish the rest of the thing. After listening to the latest show and then downloading the Tech Fan sticker pack, I had some thoughts in no particular order. Number one, why don't you allow your listeners to contribute financially to the show? I contribute to several podcasts using PayPal and Patreon. It gives me the opportunity to let the podcast hosts know that I appreciate their efforts. It also makes me feel a little bit more connected because I'm not just consuming their content without giving a little back. 
It isn't a large amount of money, but it benefits both the hosts and the listeners. Well, number one, we have a sponsor for the show. Yep. Um, is that going to make us money, uh, rich or anything? And honestly, most of that goes to pay uh, server fees because TechFan technically is separated from my Mac, but not really because I own both of that. And the TechFan, if you actually looked at the feed where you're downloading each episode from TechFan from, it's not techfanpodcast.com, which is also on the MyMac server. It's mymac.com slash podcast slash, and then the name of the sh- uh, TechFan slash, then the name of the show. So it, it, so you listen to Three Geeky Ladies, or you listen to the MyMac podcast, and they don't have ads, but we have an ad. Well, our ad actually helps pay for those shows as well, yeah. because it all comes out of my pocket, and that's where the money goes from Mac sales. And yeah. that's why you know we love having them as a sponsor, because that's paying for our ability to keep these shows up and running. And it's not just the, the last couple years of the shows. You can actually listen to the very first My Mac podcast that I did by myself in 2004. That's still on the site because we have a sponsor paying for it. Now, we could switch over to a Patreon or PayPal or anything like that. I've just never really been comfortable with it, David. And I can kind of trace that back to the early days of My Mac. I had a uh, an idea and I probably came up with the idea around issue 15. So somewhere in early 1997 or so, late 96, whenever it came out, that, hey, why don't we have a deluxe edition? And the deluxe edition will be the same thing, but maybe a couple more little articles here and there. But it will also include, um, when you download it, it will also include all the shareware items that we discuss. It will also have bookmarks for anything discussed, written about in the magazine. Um, and it will actually go out in the mail on a floppy drive. So that was the idea, or it would be a special download link because remember this is mid to late nineties where most people didn't have broadband yet. In fact, nobody did. And yep. you know, a, a one megabyte download was a, that was, that was a big download at the time. So Yeah, and you were tying your phone up that whole time when you were doing that as well. Exactly. And so I tried it, and I got a few people to do it. And, of course, at that point, there was no PayPal. People had to send me checks. It felt too much like work, and I didn't like that. Um, and yeah. I didn't think that it was a good value, so I did it for one year. I actually returned some people's checks to them. It was like 10 bucks or 12 bucks. I mean, it wasn't much, but, you know, we were giving it a try. I just didn't like it. So I kind of stayed away from that aspect and I went pure advertising for a long time on the original MyMac podcast. Remember, we used to have a lot of ads on that. Yeah. And then I would have banners and stuff like that on the website. And we still do occasionally, although not banners. Um, There's actually advertising on MyMac.com. You just never see it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to explain why, but there's stuff there. You just don't see it. Um it's not malware or anything and it's not user accessible, but anyways, um, I didn't want to turn the, this show into, and I hate the term, but it's the only one that I come up with begging for money. Yeah. 
I know what you mean. You know, that, I, I didn't want to do it. That is the point, isn't it? If you are funded by your listeners, you have to constantly ask them because, A, you can't assume that your existing listeners will remember all the time. Uh, and and with the best will in the world, most most people will either, even if they intend to, will not get around to actually paying you money. Uh, and then obviously, if you're growing your listenership, you need to keep saying the same thing again to tell the new listeners about it. And yeah. so it becomes an advert for yourself on the show. And I'm not um, interested in that. Yeah, which is, is not that. Now, I I get the impression um, that that Jerry here is saying, well, why don't you have some way of contributing as well as the ad so that I can contribute and something like that. But the, the, the difficulty there is that you still need to promote it. Um, and I don't want to spend time promoting that as well as, a, as well as an ad, advert because there are some there are some listeners who, who probably don't even like the ad either and oh i i understand i know they skip yeah. past it and that's okay yeah that's um, fine that's that's that is the way any anything like this works the listener basically is king the listener can listen or not listen as they want and if they want to skip the ad that's fine with me absolutely and there are plenty of podcasts i listen to where i skip the ads um, now, to be fair, from my point of view, most of the time I only skip ads that I've already heard. Um, if they start talking about a new ad, I will listen to it because that, that's personally what I feel is the contract is that, you know, I'm getting something for free. I should listen to the ad. But, it, yeah, many shows where they have a, an, a long-term sponsor like we do, um, you know, if you're a long-term listener, you're thinking, well, I, I know the sponsor and I understand everything you're going to say about the sponsor you want to skip past that. I don't have a problem with that. That's... That is the way the world works. Yeah. But lastly on this subject, David and I don't do this to make money. Yeah. You know, let's be honest, David. We we could spend an hour doing, you know, tech calls from clients and make more money. Yeah. Um, We do it because, number one, we like talking to each other. Number two, we like the subjects that we talk about. And number three, it's fun. It's just fun. And yes, we do have a sponsor and that's simply to pay the bills. Yeah. But you know, I'm not out there buying a brand new, uh, Sequoia (laughs) with the money because we're not really making any money doing the show. But, but Jerry did talk about being connected to us as part of this. Uh, and Jerry, let me say by sending in feedback and giving us a chance to talk about it on the show you have connected to us absolutely that's so, the most that's and, the and biggest that's connection that's more that valuable I, to me than oh than, absolutely you know, five bucks or yeah, whatever absolutely yeah i mean the, so, the, sure it, it, it's a nice gesture to give money but we're, we're not doing it for money yeah. I, I i've done podcasting for money i mean for longtime listeners of the various shows that i've done because i've done a lot of shows um OWC Radio, the original one was strictly for money. So was the second one. Now, the second one I did as an employee at OWC. The first one, I was not an employee. You know, it was a contract gig. And I did, you know, a couple of years worth of OWC Radios 1.0. And it, it was a blast. And unfortunately, most people don't do it for money because there's really not much money to be made in podcasting. Fortunately, people do it because they really enjoy doing it. They feel like they have something to say, and I think you get the best content that way. Absolutely. I I was sharing a lift ride yesterday 
with a uh, a guy who's going to the same convention I'm going to here in Las Vegas. Uh, and, you know, so we were talking, and, and he said he also does a podcast. He said it's a... Um, they're just finishing the last one, and effectively it's it's him and his colleagues. It's their version of mentorship. So they, they've basically interviewed different people who work in the IT industry, talking about how they get started, um, what they do, how they manage the job, how they talk to their bosses about promotions and training and basically you know he said he said well we feel it's like a standalone set of shows that basically give you you know this is our views on on how working in the it industry can work yep um and and he said it's it's evergreen content so you know we've done a, a set and we've finished it and and that'll be it and you know those guys haven't done done that because they want to do they want to do it for money. They feel they want to give something back to the to the industry, and that's the way they've done it. And I thought I I was very impressed with it to be honest. Um, so yeah, you know we well, most of us do this for the love of it and the love of talking to listeners and and uh, each other, right? Um, and that's fine. But Jerry, I think please feel like you you have fulfilled your um, contribution by uh, sending in feedback um, and um, I'm going to go through the rest of your feedback now as well but uh, also feel free to feedback again because good stuff yeah and show those I appreciate the thoughts you put in here absolutely and feel free to let the other people that are listening out there know David that are slacking off by not sending in feedback obviously I think that's implied by the way we're going on about (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, Jerry also says, as for political discussions on the show, maybe there's a way you could enclose those discussions if the mood ever strikes you. You can have your normal tech-related discussion and let everyone know either after your sponsor spot, commercial endorsement, you're going to discuss politics. You can warn the listener in a manner similar to your spoiler alerts you do when discussing movies. That way, those listeners that are potentially offended by such discussions, those that aren't interested, could end listening at that point, which is a good idea. And um, I, I think that's something we could adopt if we ever come on one day and say you know what we really need to talk about um the president of Liechtenstein and what he's been up to absolutely um <laughs> yeah you know here's the thing most of the people i work with don't share the same political viewpoint that i do yep and so i don't usually discuss politics with them and that's fine and i get along and they're great guys but we just differ when it comes to politics um I watch a lot of videos on YouTube about politics. I read a ton of articles. I probably read more stuff about politics and what's going on in the world than I do tech stuff. So it's not that I'm not interested. And it's not that I don't feel, David, that you and I would have a lot to contribute to the subject matter. It's simply that this is a tech show. And it's a very broad tech show, yes. But... I don't feel like I'm serving my wants and desires doing this show by discussing politics because it just doesn't feel right to me here. Yeah, that's fine. Um, It's divisive. It's very divisive. And it doesn't... Look, I, I think some of our best contact comes out when we disagree on a subject. Yeah. But we, I think we both agree on our core principles when it comes to politics, but we do live in different countries. So I'm not as familiar up to date on your politics as you probably are in ours. Uh, Cause yours quite frankly, doesn't make the news like ours does. <laughs> Nobody's does. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, 
I, I just feel like, David, if you and I were going to do a, a purely political show, it would be a different show. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I Look, I think Jerry's made a very good point here that if we occasionally feel the urge to do that, this would be a good way to do it, to avoid turning off our listeners. Uh, and I, I think that's absolutely fine. I, I'm quite willing to do it that way. Um, I agree with you, too, though, that most of the time it's not something we want to talk about here. There will be times, I'm sure, given the crazy world that we live in, that the interests of this show and the interests of politics will intersect and... and you know we can we can do that then we've always we've never been shy about um not talking about something we feel it needs to be talked about so um we've got that we've got that in our back pocket yep um but i i think i do agree with you the problem with talking about politics particularly in today's world is there's, there's a there's so much of the echo chamber effect where people who have different political views um, they're quite. They can be quite ide- ideological, and so there's no point in some respects of talking, debating politics in that format because the people who don't agree with you are never going to change their mind. No, a very small uh, uh, proportion of them are likely to change their mind. Yep. Um, and the ones who won't change their minds um, are just going to hate everything you say. Um, and the ones who agree with you are going to agree with you, and you know, there might be some nuance to that, but it, unfortunately, we are so polarized in the world at the moment that actually that nuance and those people who might might be swayed are so such a narrow strip in the middle of the conversation. Oh, and, and and even if yeah. it's not, it falls on deaf ears. Yeah. All right, let's move on. And he yeah. also says, and, and, yeah. And, and uh, Jerry, send me your address so that I can come swing by and say hello with my drone. He said, having just installed a pool in my backyard, I dread the easy availability of drones. <laughs> and now he actually sent a photo. I, did you see the photo? No, I haven't got the photo. Okay, I think he sent that just to me. Uh, right. It's a nice-looking pool, i got to say. Yeah. Um, one thing about this, Jerry, stop swimming naked and it's fine. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. See, too much information. Too, yeah. But you know what? The rise of the drone will also read, lead to the rise of anti-drone technology. So um, we're going to have drone and drone warfare in our backyards, and uh, frankly, I embrace that. I watched a video <laughs> this morning. It has nothing to do with what you just said, but I don't know why it just popped in my head. Uh, two empty nesters, two guys. Yeah. I, I think they must do a regular show, and it's, it was quite hilarious. I don't know what the regular shows are, but this one was uh, a race from a doorway to a table where they get little bean bags and then they had to bring them back. And whoever had more at the end wins. The loser has to eat some stinky cheese. And yeah. here's the thing. They were blindfold and there was uh mouse traps between them and the table <laughs> and worse, worse Lego pieces all over the floor. And they were barefoot. <laughs> I laughed and laughed about that. That's, that's, that's when the internet's good for you. Yeah, we might have drones flung in your backyard, but we also have cat videos. So, yes. you know, you win some, you lose, you lose some. some. Yeah, you get a little both. Um, <laughs> I was thanks very much, up. Jerry. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Jerry, thanks. Um, Jerry moved, by the way. He was he was somewhat close to me before. We were going to go grab a lunch, but then he moved on me. So we're going to have to put a a pin in that, uh, in that lunch. I'm going to go back to something that he said uh, about my review. And these, of okay. course, for the JBL Quincy Jones edition review. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I'd suggest, you know, maybe still go up there and read it. 
But here is something that I wrote. I'm real personal when it comes to my reviews. It's not just technical. And and uh-huh. especially when it comes to headphones, David, it's very subjective. What I think sounds good doesn't necessarily mean it sounds good to you. A good example of that was when you were in Mac stock and you were in my truck. You thought my truck sounded like it was a, a portable defibrillator, if I remember right. <laughs> because it's got some bass when I yeah. want it to. Um so that got me thinking um, when I was writing this review, I, I kind of wanted to go into some of my, the music that I listen to. So if it's going to be subjective, I should at least tell people occasionally maybe on what I'm using to use in my reviews. So this is one paragraph in my review and it says two, hel- two albums have always been my go-to for audio quality going back decades. These two albums are intimately familiar to me, and I've listened to both on such a wide variety of speakers and headphones that they allow me to pinpoint what's good and bad while listening to the evaluation headphones. Uh, These two albums are Pink Floyd's The Division Bell from 1984 and Prince's Around the World in a Day, 1985. I love both albums, but sonically, I know these two albums better than almost every other. Purple Rain is my all-time favorite album, but I don't use it for review purposes. That one is just for pure pleasure. So... Those are the two albums that when I really want to test how good a pair of headphones sounds, those are my two good ones. Um, Is it the best album from both those artists? No, but there are so many different sounds in both of those albums, including music itself. Um, Are you familiar with the division bell? I love the division bell. So a big pig. Me too. And is it one of their best albums? Actually probably is to be honest. I actually like it better than the wall. Um, and it comes real close to Dark Side of the Moon. But that being said, sonically, it's amazing. Yeah. It has so many little sounds and, you know, nature sounds. It's, I think it's great. And to really evaluate a pair of headphones, it's really hard to beat that one. Um, and because it was recorded, Decades after uh, Dark Side of the Moon and a decade late after The Wall, the audio recording is much better. The source material is so much cleaner. So that's a really good album for review. Uh, Around the World in the Day, exactly for the same reasons. It has a lot of different types of music. Uh, little piano music, little just little sounds in there that aren't on normal albums that make it really easy to evaluate a pair of headphones. And so those are, those are the two albums that I kind of, my go-to. Um, now some of my favorite headphones, did these compare? Actually they did. They, they, they came up pretty, pretty close. My absolutely favorite headphones of all time are the AKGs K seven, two, seven HD, which is, um, it's what I listen to. You on, Dave, when I do the podcast, I used to listen to cheap headphones, but these are so comfortable. So these are my go-to headphones. Uh, These new ones from AKG, I really like a lot. Or, I'm sorry, uh, JBL, I really like a lot. I listened to them after my review when I was mowing the lawn last weekend. And they're not going to block out a lawnmower sound. (laughs) No no headphones will. But, boy, it came pretty darn close, and the music still sounded good. So... Anyways, let's move on. Let's thank our sponsor, MacSales.com. David, if someone out there just bought a new Mac, 
get RAM from OWC. If you got a hard drive that's almost full in your older Mac, get an SSD or get a larger hard drive, but go to MacSales.com. You're going to save money. They're going to have installation videos for all the products that you can install their products into. Got an old G4 MacBook? They've got an install video on how to how to put a hard drive in it, how to put RAM in it. I mean, it's so extensive. They have so much free content for you to get the most out of your Mac. They could just sell memory and RAM and, you know, turn you loose on YouTube to figure out how to do it or some cheap printout instructions on how to upgrade this machine. But instead, they do HD quality, extreme close-ups, voiceover, install videos that... You know what? It makes the job so much easier. And you can go in with confidence. If you're not a strong tech guy when it comes to <clears throat> the nuts and bolts, literally, although not too many bolts on a computer, um, it's easy to follow along. You just watch the video, pause it at the part you're at, do that step, hit play, watch the next part, pause it, and then go back. And everybody's got multiple screens now, either another computer or an iPhone or an iPad, and all their videos look just perfect on all those devices. So we want to thank our sponsor, MacSales.com, not just for sponsoring the show, but for creating this content that makes it so much easier for the home user to upgrade their machines. Uh, everybody right now, David, is mad at Nintendo. Again. Well, to be fair to Nintendo, there's no way they could have anticipated this problem. <laughs> <laughs> God. So what we're talking about, obviously, is everybody was talking about, oh, the Super NES Classic is coming up. And yep. they're going to have pre-orders. And you know what? I know you missed out on the, the Classic NES Edition, but you're not going to miss out on this one. Both David and I got the Classic NES Edition, so we're okay. Um, yep. So it, it, you could pre-order at this time, and they're going to make a whole bunch more. <sighs> Didn't, didn't quite work out that way, David. Oh, dearie me. So the pre-orders, uh, for a start, they put the pre-orders on in the middle of the night. On August 21st. Yeah. Uh, and and it appears that, however, now, <laughs> with a pre-order, you're not selling physical products. No. You could accept as many pre-orders as you wanted. Yep. You could pre-order one for every person on the planet if you so desire yes you're going to upset them later on when you fail to deliver them but you could do that if you wanted yep nintendo instead decided to set a level of number of pre-orders that was comically small compared to demand and so people stayed up in the middle of the night and then um the people who were pre-ordering find that the pre-orders all ran out before they even finished putting the things in their cart there's there's a tweet here he's got a he's got a video of the um of the angry um guy from inside out you know that uh, pixar movie yep. where every emotion inside the people is depicted by a creature and so he's got the uh, the the angry one with the red face there and he and he goes snes classic in cart yes turn on app location no set up best buy touch id no sign up for just check out item no longer available Yep. Yeah, and this is obviously his experience. And it's just like, and then, of course, there were people who weren't aware that you had to stay out to the middle of the night and were also really upset. 
and and it's just crazy just crazy people were te- people were being told after a minute that it was out of stock and it's just you know it's, I just don't as I said I don't understand they knew this was going to happen they in fact they almost stoked the demand by pulling the original NES classic and saying oh don't worry we're going to do Super Nintendo one and um, yeah it, it's just this is them this is them I don't get it they obviously don't like money Nope, I, I don't. You know, I, I made excuses for him last time around. I'm done with that. This is just yep. stupidity. This is not respecting the people that want. I don't even know if it's this disrespect for the users. I don't think so. I just think it's just poor management. Yeah, poor and planning. What have, they, what have they done as well? Of course, scalpers are now selling confirmed pre-orders yep. of the Super Nintendo. For what? Five times? Seven times? The pro- uh, what's what's the actual processing? Eighty dollars, and they're selling them for two hundred fifty. That's crazy. <sighs> so good job, Nintendo. Yeah, well done. Well done. Everybody, go and buy a Raspberry Pi. Yeah, and do it yourself. If you were at Mac Stock a couple weeks ago, you saw mine. I don't. I don't need the SNES Mini. I didn't need the, the NES Mini. I, I built my own. And it has every single game. In existence, not just the ones that Nintendo thought would be cool to put on there. But well, I, I think, still want yeah, them. I think what we should do is we should we should resell those, and um, you know maybe do, some people maybe are three three o'clock in the morning in a few weeks' time. We'll do a pre-order. Yeah, we could take like four. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because we're building them ourselves. We're yeah. not going to be able to check them out, are we? <laughs> no, it's, it's going to take a while. I'm going to buy some more computers just to burn images. <laughs> That, that put Cole and Brooke to get put put Cole and Brooke to work putting these snapping the little cases together. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, it's height of stupidity, it really is. And, and you know what? Nintendo gets away with it because people love them so much, and the games are so good. You know? Yep. Oh, well, like what did I said to you? Uh, was it earlier this week? The beginning of last week? I got the um, the two DS XL, which is fabulous. So much better than the original 2DS. The screens are huge. Yeah, it's lovely. And transferring my data from my 2DS. Well, let's, to let's, my 2DS let, let, let's hold that one for another time. I, I, I want to discuss yeah, that in more I've detail. Got, I just want to mention it was awful and it didn't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next story that you've got linked here is not an actual link, David. It's just a picture from During Fireball. What is that? It's not, it, is, it is a link. I'm Click on it. I, I'm, there's, it's not doing anything. I'm clicking. If you double click on it, it will go. But at least it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, there it is. Anyway, why I'll, do I have I'll to double click it? A link is supposed to be one click. Well, tell Apple, and they're one guy who works on links in Notes. We'll get back to him in April of 2019. It, it looks really nice. Oh yeah, it looks great. Except for, of course, it breaks convention. <laughs> Conventions, you know what? That's how Apple rolls. <laughs> anyway, um, this is to do with AccuWeather. Okay, so AccuWeather, obviously, big, you know, the, the clues in the name, they're about accurate weather. And they have an app that um, runs on iOS, uh, and allows you see what the weather is where you are. Now, it turns out that what happens is they, they, they pull a whole po- pull of information about your location, including stuff like the name of the Wi-Fi and MAC address of the Wi-Fi hotspot you're connected to, and send that to a third-party company 
whose sole mission in life is to monetize your location. And they do that even if you turn off location services on your iPhone. So location services is the API that Apple uses to um, allow an app to see the GPS coordinates and things like that. And you, most people, if they're not interested in that, turn that off. And so this really just looks like a scummy way of getting information about where you are, even when you've explicitly told the app you don't want to. Yep. Um, and uh, they they issued this statement that you know it was a it was one of those faux apology things where it basically said oh we're going to stop do this and you know we're sorry and all of that sort of thing. However, um, we weren't doing what people accuse us of doing, and it was conflated stories to the contrary from sources not connected to the actual information. If a user opts out of location tracking, no GPS coordinates are collected or passed. And yes, we know that because. The whole story was about the fact that you were using other methods of tracking where people are. The problem is there are there are websites out there that that have the physical locations of um, Wi-Fi hotspots based on their MAC address. Heck, Apple used to do that as a supplementary service to GPS when they when not all of their devices had GPS in it. So giving that information to a third-party monetization company is a scummy move, and it gets worse than that, though. Did you actually read this whole yeah. article? Yeah. So, you know, they they basically just want to, uh, you know, they they want to resell that money, that sell that information onto somebody else. Yeah, and then um, they want that company to be able to do whatever the hell they want with it. John at Daring Fireball writes, in other words, Reveal Mobile makes money by revealing your location to retailers, anonymously, so they claim. And Accurator made money from Reveal by embedding their SDK in their app. Yeah. Um, back to AccuWeather's statement. Of course, AccuWeather says they had no idea that this happened. Right. And then what John yeah. says is 100% accurate. If true, if true, AccuWeather is seemingly claiming they embedded Reveal Mobile's SDK in their app without knowing what it did. John says, I believe them. But it's a shocking admission of negligence. Yeah. There you go, people. You don't you don't use someone else's SDK that sells information and ugh, come on, are you kidding me? It's disgusting. It's a horrible uh, practice that needs to stop. Yeah, um, because we, how many times do we hear this? Where where some, something like this gets identified, and then everyone goes, "Oh, sorry, we you know we didn't mean it, we didn't understand it, we we had no idea, and we're going to stop doing this now." And it's like the damage is already done. Yeah, you know, just don't. Don't work with these companies. There's only one reason to put that SDK in the product. Yeah. <laughs> it only does one thing, which is reveal your location to a third party <sighs> who says right on their website what they're going to do with it. And then money changes hands on all sides. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. Let's go to our uh, wiki trolling. Yeah. So, um, wiki trolling this week is about the solar eclipse. Oh, I'm so glad it's over because I got so tired of hearing about it. <coughs> oh, you can really, really enjoy speaking about this now, then, aren't you? You know, it, it was just that... <sighs> it's a neat thing that happens for five minutes, and then it's over, and... Eh, okay, great. But isn't that, isn't that everything? It kind like, of you, is. You're just, you're, just, you're just getting old and cynical, Tim. That's the problem. Well, I was working that day... <clears throat> yeah. And someone in the service department actually brought in a pair of glasses. 
that he got in 2014 from some other eclipse when it was in Brazil or somewhere like that. So I put them on and I looked at it during the height of the eclipse. Now, where we are located, it wasn't. It was like 95% an eclipse, and it was amazing looking. I was like, wow, that looks like those fake pictures that you see when an eclipse is happening. It was completely a complete circle surrounding 95% of the sun. It was amazing. And here's your glasses back. Thanks. That was cool. And that was it. And I did like how the temperature really did drop during the eclipse by about 10 degrees. We were at about 80 yeah. degrees and it dropped to 70. I mean, it was, it was noticeable. It was like, wow, it really did cool right down. That was, that's crazy. And yeah, that's then it's the over. Thing where the birds stopped tweeting and I didn't notice. You didn't notice that. No. Right. But okay. It was an eclipse call. And it was over. You're a heartless man. No, it's this just, is, this I, I, of, I, it's this just is not the, interesting. The point about an eclipse is not the fact that it happens. It's, it's the fact that, you know, if you ever want to get a little bit metaphysical, yeah, it is just random chance that the moon, as it... Oh, are you still... There's nothing random chance about it. It's It is science. random chance. The moon is just far enough away from the earth and the sun that when it goes over the sun like that it just blocks it out it's not that is not that is random chance it's, it's amazing it that, isn't that's coincidence happens otherwise you wouldn't have eclipses it's not a, it's science it, yeah it's science but the point is is it don't you think it's kind of weird how um and an amazing that it's just the right size to just cover the sun no no not really right. okay there's a picture here in the um because you are right we've seen the part of the problem with your uh, apathy towards this amazing event is the fact that it gets drenched on the media endlessly that's that's my <laughs> issue yeah, yeah that and the stupid people who think it has some kind of a higher cosmic meaning and then magic stuff happens during the it, no uh, it's know, all uh, no. i agree with you there it, it is just science yes. I, I think there are some amazing coincidences about eclipses um but it is there is nothing metaphysical about it in the real world it is just you know if it if it touches you that's fine obviously it doesn't touch the heartless swine that i'm talking to right now but um other people it does and you know what um people can do that on the wikipedia page for this there is a picture that I have uh, something that I have never seen before about an eclipse, and I do think this is cool. There is a picture from the Deep Space Climate Observatory, which is a satellite that looks at um, obviously is a, is a climate tracking satellite that shows the shadow of the moon crossing the United States during the eclipse, and this is cool. And I won't have it any other way. Yes, it shows shadows the Earth are cool. You know, I can make a shadow. I can make a dog shadow with my hand. That's pretty cool. I don't believe too. you. I, I don't believe I, you. I can, can make a dog. It's a like dog. a little dog face. Yeah. Just with my dog hand face. and a shadow. Yeah. Dog, You're right. Shadows are cool. Pre pretty much what I'm thinking about you right now. Yeah. Shadows are cool. I agree with you. I've never seen a shadow before like that in my life. A shadow. It's pretty amazing. Mm. I wonder when we change audio <laughs> providers whether I can find a new co host as well. I'm not the one that's all like, shadow, ooh, shadows are cool. Ah, <sighs> David, David. I don't know. Feedback listeners, I want you to come in and tell tell Tim what he's really like. 
There's a shadow, David. You know, yeah. you know, if I'm you turn on your light really bright, now. you turn on your, your light real bright, and then go like to the, and especially if you put it like real close to a wall, and you put your hand between the wall and the light, you can make a shadow. Mm. If you go buy a lollipop, you can actually make a perfect circle one too. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I wonder how long it would take me if I left Las Vegas now to get to Michigan and smack you in the face. <laughs> it would cast a big shadow on the show. It would. <laughs> okay, talk, all right, go ahead, talk about your shadows. No, no, I, I I wouldn't want to bore you. Did I ruin it for David? Oh. Guess you don't want to talk about counterfeit eclipse classes either then. That was not see, I thought that was kind of interesting that Amazon actually was like Ah, uh, yeah, these these are fake glasses. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll give you your money back. <laughs> Before the eclipse, uh, you might not want to look at the sun with these because it might blind you, and then you won't be able to buy anything else on Amazon because you won't be able to click on no, it. No, you won't see. So, yeah, <laughs> that that could be an issue. Well, uh. I suppose that's what the Echo's for, is so you can say, Hey, Amazon, you blinded me with your eclipse glasses, but I still need to buy toilet paper. No, you're not going to anymore, so, because, you know, you're blind, and... Yeah, you won't be able to see... Yeah, but we'll give you your money back. Yeah, well, we'll give you your money back. I mean, we're not completely heartless. You know, well, in the use of a seeing eye dog for a week. Exactly. That's... We'll send you a check in Braille. Yes, yes, in Braille. And if you're a Prime member, you'll get it in two days for free. The problem, you know, this is seriously for a minute. This is the issue with Amazon's model is they're so desperate to sell stuff. Yeah. Sometimes they sell stuff without really checking exactly. whether they should sell it. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, they, Amazon is, and, and eBay, to be fair, is kind of the home of the counterfeit crap, right? I mean, yeah. there are some, there are some big retailer or uh, manufacturers now that refuse to let their products be sold on Amazon. Uh, I forget the shoemaker who was doing that. Who basically said, if you're buying our shoes on Amazon, they're fakes. No, we do not sell our shoes, and nor do we allow any of our retailers to sell our shoes on Amazon because it's a bunch of fake crap, and Amazon isn't doing anything at all about it. Nothing, zero. They're completely culpable in this. And they're right. They were. Yeah, yeah so, that was... Uh, that, to me, that's the bigger story. It was Birkenstock that's who, right. who did that. Yeah, we talked about that in, quite a while ago, and... It's still going on. I still see fake stuff up there on Amazon all the time. You got to be very careful ordering through Amazon, which is, it's a shame. See, Amazon's defense to that is they make it super easy to return stuff. So, um, and they never, they never turn around and say, oh, you have to prove anything. They they basically just take it back and, and they basically bite whatever they lose from, from that sort of stuff. And, and, that's clearly their business model is, well, you know, that's good enough. But that doesn't help you if you sold something that's going to injure your customers. No. <laughs> and fake solar glasses are going to injure your customers in a way that you're not going to be able to get, you know, going to recover from. I mean, once you do, once you look at the sun uh, and burn the back of your retina, that's pretty much game yeah, over. That's done. You're, you're done. Thank yeah. you. So, so that's not a good thing. No. You know what? But hey, capitalism. Capitalism. Money. We made money. 
Our our shareholders are happy. That's all that matters. Why don't we um why don't we bundle a pair of um solar sunglasses in with those um Raspberry Pis we're gonna sell? Well, I was thinking just a light bulb so they can make their own shadows. <laughs> I think that's more useful at this point. <laughs> okay. Alright, so with that we're gonna wrap up this episode of Tech Fan. We really would love your feedback. Um yeah. and you know, be like Jerry. Be like yeah. Simon, be like Donnie. Send us feedback. We really do want to hear yeah. you. Uh, it's easy to do. Simply send an email to the show at techfanpodcast.com or visit techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com and leave a message in the show notes. We do check regularly our uh, Twitter feed. It's techfanpodcast. You can send a direct message to us there if we're following you and you're following us. And if you start following us, say, hey, follow me and we'll follow you back there so we can uh, see direct messages. Or find us on Facebook, Tech Fan Podcast. Although, yeah, we don't really promote the whole, not too much there. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I haven't even checked in a while. I, I still post the shows on the Facebook page when they go live, but that's all I ever do. We never promote it, we never link to it. Um, well, there's a reason I don't do that. Well, you're not on Facebook, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see how many. I mean, last week we had a post reach of two, so that's kind of bad. Um, it, we've got exactly 103 likes on our Facebook page. So, yeah, we don't really promote that, do we? <laughs> uh, no. No. But, but the- Bob Stacy liked our link way back on August 18th, though. Thanks, Bob. There you go. Um, I bet I bet he'll like it again. Now we've talked about uh, eclipses. Well, I would think so. Or you know, if he likes hand puppets, shadow puppets, that it's Only it's right up there. Could equate <laughs> one of the wonders of the solar system with a shadow puppet. It's exactly the same thing, David. There's no difference between a, sh- a, hand, a shadow not. puppet. It's a shadow puppet made by an enormous space rock. Well, yeah, but you know, it doesn't. It it can't faux talk to you like my dog hand pup, my shadow puppet can. Yeah, he can talk to you. He'd be like, hi, hi, David. Yeah, he yeah, can even do accents. Your your shadow puppet trash talk is he, of no interest to me whatsoever. He 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 does a really obnoxious, almost offensive uh, Indian accent sometimes. Yeah, that like doesn't he, like surprise he, me. Like he works at a convenience obnoxious store. Obnoxious and offensive are pretty much the words that are at the top of my brain right now. Yeah. Well, that's sh- that's the pu- that's the shadow puppet. That's not me. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. You know, once once he goes into that mode, I I don't control what he says. <sighs> no, no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Terrible. It's, it's what are you going to do? Well, I, you know, it's a sentient being that could talk. It's not like a rock up in space that just happens to cast a little shadow on a giant, bigger rock. Mystical. <sighs> Yeah. Enjoy Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to go get a drink. It's only 8 in the morning, but I'm still going to go and get a drink. You deserve one. <laughs> I for, think after that, I think so. For you and your moon shadow. <laughs> moon shadow. Bye, David. Bye. Bye. <laughs>